going on another episode of the blended family sorry about that all right so we had a little bit of a connection glitch there this is the blended family guy the blended family playbook um very excited about today's topic it's going to be i think a controversial one um I am just sick of cyberbullying. Um, um, I, I do quite a bit of speaking in the in the school systems about it, and it's not it's just not speaking just out against, against it. It's, it's what are you doing to help facilitate eliminating cyberbullying? Cyber right. right. So, so we're gonna have, have a, 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 I, think I think a pretty, pretty thorough, thorough conversation, conversation um, on, today's on today's broadcast. broadcast I, I really want you to leave your commentary. Um, chime in, give a voice to what I think is just such a, a heinous, heinous um, cowardly way of communicating. Um, and I just, I hate it. I hate it. So let me give you a little bit of background about myself. If this is your first time tuning in, just want you to want know, you know that, that I absolutely, absolutely thank, thank you for doing, doing that. that. Please, Please like, like, share, share. Um, this, um, this broadcast, broadcast so other people, people can see it. it. Um, I'm, I'm the, the blended, blended family guy. What is that? Over 16 years ago, I met an amazing lady. Her name is Crystal Holmes. Met her, and through the course of our relationship, I was about to graduate. She was still going to school. Um, I found, I out, found that out that she had an amazing daughter, daughter who at the time was, was about, about five, five years, years old. old. And the great, the great thing, thing about, about it, is, it is I didn't miss a step, right? It, it wasn't, miss a step, uh, right? you know, it, the, it wasn't, the ex, uh, you know, oh, she has a child, can't date her, she's not marriage material. She's not marriage material. Um, because um, I was raised because right, I was raised right, and because my and because dad, my dad um, also had taken care of my, my mom's, mom's daughter, daughter um, that, that was not was his not own his DNA. DNA. I had no issue, right? I grew up, I grew up in a household where we were, we were a blended family. So I want you to know the blended family is not just about the traditional blended, blended family and that sense, but it's also about how to have a strong blend between work, life, career. How do you manage that? That's a big part of life, right? I mean, that's all of life, your, your work, your family, your career. How do you have harmony between all those well? My, My job, job is to help, to you, help do that. you do that. Whether it's, Whether it's uh, again, a, again traditional, traditional family, family, your marriage, marriage your, career. your career. How do how I make, do I all, make of that all of that work? Traditional, traditional blended, family, blended family. We know that that's, we know a, very that that's a very tough dynamic, dynamic to manage. To manage. I, I navigated it very successfully. I it very successfully. Not hard. It wasn't easy. It wasn't. But I was able to manage it very successfully. So that being said. I want that you to know that said, we have some really great content that we've developed for you. I'm going to bring that up right that up now. Right now. Um, so, so you can, can see this. this. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Okay, here it is. And I want you to know that you can text the word family to the number 240-747-7115, text the word family, and you can immediately download the six the six things that can help you become a successful 
blended family. And I'm not just talking about blended in terms of the traditional sense, but I'm just talking about having harmony among work, family, career. How do you do that? Download the six steps to a successful blended family right now. All you have to do, I've made it easy for you, is you text it to 240-747. It's up on your screen right now, 7115. And you can immediately download this workbook. You can also go to, oh, where is it? I believe it's right here. You can go to MarcusHolmesGifts.com. Also download that. All right, so it's MarcusHolmesGifts.com. Want you to know that there is some great content that we have coming your way. This is just the first one. We got some good stuff um, in the lab quite often late at night. Um, because as you know, this is my passion, but I also have a really amazing job as a consultant in the uh, intelligence and security industry. Um, this, of course, I do after the kids are going to bed and on the weekends and we, me and my wife, we do blended family coaching, um, but we're in the lab developing this great content. So I'm just letting you know, there are some great things coming your way. What other ways can you get in contact with me? Of course, you go to Instagram at Marcus A. Holmes. You can also get to me off my website, which is MarcusHolmes.com. And then if you want to follow me on Facebook, which I want you to like me, follow me, share this, because all of that content is right there. All of that content is right there for you. So Facebook.com, Marcus, middle initial A. Holmes. And that's where you can find all of the broadcasts. Really excited about it. And I'm just letting you know, there's some things that we're going to be talking about on this show that I want you to chime in on because I'm upset. We're talking about cyberbullying. I'm sure some of you heard about the, the young girl, I think in Florida, age 12, and she hung herself. Now, not all of it was due to the cyberbullying, but after investigation, that that did play out in terms of the suicide, right? And what I get when you look at when you look at the national news and you're talking to your friends and you just sometimes listen, and I like to listen to people, right? You get, well, I think the public school system needs to be doing more. I think the school systems need to be doing more. And then you'll hear another thought stream that, well, the parents need to be doing more. So let me put this conversation in context. I'm talking about cyberbullying, right? Now, there's been other instances where you have kids as young as seven and eight years old committing suicide because they are bu being bullied at school. That is a totally different conversation where the school system or that particular school must be doing more. In this instance, though, I'm talking about cyberbullying. That is over the internet, you know, social media, text messaging, all of that comes under that. All right. All of it comes under it. So here's what we're going to be talking about. And the title of this one is, you know, another death, another life has ended due to challenges that a 12-year-old feels that they could not handle. And so they just decided to end it. They gave up. They lost hope. And it makes me upset because we live in a great country. But sometimes when you're in, a, in this 
microcosm, when you're when you're in this myopic view of your world, you sometimes think that the world is caving in, especially when you have friends that are supposed to be friends and they're actually the ones that are bullying you. So I don't know what was going on in this young lady's home, this future scientist or doctor who now, again, will never, ever know what 13 feels like. Her parents will never know what it feels like to walk her down the aisle because she gave up hope. She felt that there was nothing she could do other than take her life. So, hey, Chris, what's up, my man? Chris Garza, there's my boy. I love, love my boy. Hey, Chris, we still got to get together. I still want some of that barbecue. And uh, I look forward to going on a date night, me, you, and our wives. But uh, this is this is serious, right? So that being said, um, I want you to know, these are there, there are some great things that we're going to be talking about on the broadcast. OK, so. All right, guys. Now, I think I'm about to be in trouble. So I want you to wait for me. Just one moment. I'm going to run to the door. I think I locked my wife outside. Oops. Hold on. I'm going to run to the door. You're going to hear the dogs barking. But I'm going to go get my wife because I don't want to get in trouble. And she has my son. So I'm going to run to the door. Hold on real quick. All right. And then I'll be right back. All right. I'm still you're still going to hear me. Just hold on. OK, let me go run and get her. Hold on, baby. All right, y'all. Oops. All right, y'all. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Sweetheart, sorry about that. I'm sorry, babe. Oh, no, I already opened it up, Ma. All right, y'all. So the topic is here. I want your commentary. want your feedback. What are we going after tonight? We're going after clarity. I want to challenge opinion. This is what I want you to always understand about this show. You two, I want you to understand. I respect people's opinion. I might not agree. You might not agree with mine. But at the end of the day, I want us to have dialogue. So that being said, I'm going to kick it off. And my wife is going to be joining me here in a second. I want all you teachers, educators, parents that have been through it that have children that have went through cyberbullying, where maybe they were the bully, maybe their child was the bully, or their child was the one being bullied. But at the end of the day, I want your opinions on this because I do not want one more life to end due to cyberbullying. I hate it. I hate it. So I'm just giving you just some food for thought, how I'm raising my son and how we raised our daughter, right? So how I'm raising my son, my son, when we pray every day before he goes to school, every day before he gets out of out of out of the vehicle that we take him to school in. We pray over him and then we declare over his life what we want to have happen and what he's to do. And we want it to get into a subconscious one. We tell him that when he sees wrong. He needs to do right. Even when he's the only one doing it, he is to still do right. Secondly, secondly, we tell him that he is to be a protector of those that are being bullied. 
He is to not only speak out against it, but I want him to do something about it, whether that's tell a teacher, whether that's speak up and say, hey, this is my friend. I don't know. I don't even really know them. But guess what? You're not going to bully them because most of the time, most bullies are cowards themselves. They're having self-esteem issues. And when you speak out and you speak up against them, they back down. So here's where I'm going. We have to speak out against this. And the dialogue starts here. It starts one conversation at a time. But I'm just letting you know this. One, I blame when it comes to cyberbullying. And every situation is different. But on the majority, the majority of the time, it's the parents fault. It's the parents' fault. And I'll say sometimes there's culpability on both sides. So my wife is getting ready to join the conversation. Come on over here, my beautiful young wife of 16 years, almost 17. Yeah, it's it's going down, babe. I'm, I'm upset. You know I am. This is why I wanted to talk about um, – I wanted to talk about this because I'm upset. So here's what I want you to make sure you're doing, honey. And y'all, this is how we work together as a team. My wife is about to be doing social media, sharing this again, because we want people to join in on the conversation. So, honey, you got your, you got your uh, phone. I need you to be telling folk, don't forget to join the broadcast. You got to scoot in closer, though. You got to scoot in closer. All right. You know you love me. Tell everybody hello, sweetheart. All right. Good evening, everyone. How are we all this evening? All right. So, all right. When it comes to cyberbullying, it is the parents' fault. Here's why. And here's, I want you to just listen to my thesis on this. One, the parents own access to the digital media. So, and, and let's look at it from both sides, the bully and the one who's being bullied. So let's take it from the, the perspective of the one who's being bullied. And, and, and let's take it back just a little bit. So I'm going to tell you how we handled social media in our house when our daughter, who is now 25, she's 25 now, and I worked for AT&T at the time. So I, I, I introduced the iPhone to the world. I was part of the team, AT&T, introduced the iPhone. My daughter at the age of, I think she was, what, 11 or 12, she had an iPhone. My daughter had several Blackberries. But how do we handle social media even back then? If my daughter started tripping and she was being disobedient, um, not doing what she needed in school, I wasn't one of those types. I didn't have time because I traveled a little bit. I would just brick her phone. I would just, I would literally go into my AT&T account, ATT.com, password, login. Oh, there's Camille's number. Boop, and cut off her phone, all communication. She was acting full, and you remember, she hated it. She liked that. Oh, she hated it. Remember <laughs> that, Chris? She absolutely hated it. So here is what I'm getting at. Camille, at no uncertain time while she was under our roof, felt that she was running the show. At no time. When it came to social media, back then it was MySpace, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. It was MySpace back then. Um, one of the first. It was one of the first social media <laughs> um, programs. But 
you know, text messaging was just coming on the scene. Let our daughter act up. Let her be talking back. We cut off the phone in a heartbeat. Why? Because I paid the bills. We paid the bills. At no uncertain. So on top of that, I was also into security and intelligence and a lot of mobile applications. So what would happen whenever my, my daughter knew that I had software on her phone that whenever she texted, whenever she emailed, whatever pictures she took and sent, whatever communication was going out of her phone or into her phone, I would get copied on it. I can bring up the logs from years ago, still have them. They're still an email. And I didn't care what she thought. You know why? She's 11 years old, 12 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old. Yeah. At that point, she doesn't know how to sometimes make good decisions. Right. We're her decision facilitator, Chris, you want to say it? Whether she wanted to be or not, we were sometimes her decision facilitator. Did she like it? No. Did we care? Nope. So my point in this is parents. He's real passionate about this. I'm this is passionate. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, babe, but intense. I'm just, I'm so tired of this cyber bullying. But society, and I'm talking about some parents, we're wanting to blame the school system. Right. School system doesn't pay for these children's cell phones. Right. Or their computers. Right. So, well, the so I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, the phone is not a bad thing. You know, social media is not, a bad, thing. not a bad thing. But the problem is when you have people um, that are like, for example, you talked about how we monitor, you know, yep. we just, you know, I think that, you know, you have parents that don't want to do the hard part of parenting. I mean, there comes a point when, you know, I mean, the younger that you give them the phone, you make that choice that you're going to have to parent yep. more. So if you choose to give it to a seven or eight or nine year old, I mean, we've already told Major, don't even think about it. <laughs> I'm mean, just saying, not thing, at six or but, seven but see, or eight he, or nine but, years but, old. But, but, but honey, yeah. this is what's tripping me out. Major has, now it's not Major, but there's a couple of um, children on our. No, you don't have to tell me. See, see no, this is what. Oh, oh, okay. See, uh, so because we're real, right? Because we're real. Chris, 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 my wife, she's like, babe, can you tone it down? And I'm like, no, babe, I, I ain't tone it down. This is passion. This is intensity, right? But she was, she was, she was telling me to, 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 to lower my voice because our, our six year old is asleep. Sometimes you just need. To oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, my wife knows I'm on. I'm, I'm Mr. Intensity. So here's my point. He's not yelling at y'all. I'm, I'm not yelling. This is this is passion, y'all. This is passion. Okay. So here is here, here's the thing. Peer pressure. You are your child's peer pressure gauge the yeah. whole entire time. Oh, let me. You want me to write that one down, babe? You, as a parent, are your child's peer pressure gauge. Hope I spelled gauge right. Okay, it's showing I didn't. All right, here, let me see. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, here, we're going to do we it like this. It no. All right, here. Here's my point. <laughs> While Crystal gotta, figures that out. We got to spell it right. All right. Here is my point, y'all. We have got to understand what it means that I, I see so many parents and let's be straight up honest. I see so many parents punking out when it comes to social media and peer pressure. Well, everybody else in the school has a phone, mommy and daddy. Everybody has a phone. G-A-U. Oh, it's G-A-U. Oops. Excuse me, y'all. Our G-A-U-G-E. Even though I was the second degree spelling bee champ, I got that one wrong. So let me show you that. All right. So you as a parent are your child's peer, peer pressure gauge. I am so tired of parents punking out when it comes to children, their children in social media, their children in, in, a, in, a, in a mobile phone, their children. And well, everybody else is doing it. My, our daughter knew. She wasn't going to no parties. Oh, oh, you want to go to a party, babe? Well, no, what? Well, no, I was what? just going to say that I'm going back to the, you know, I can remember people back in the day yep. used to tell us, you know, you're not your child's friend. Stop I trying to be, be, stop trying to be their friend and be their parent. That means that you have to uh -oh. think about their safety. You have to think about their mental safety. You need to think about what they can handle, what they should be seeing at this phase in their life, what they should not be seeing. Because, um, you know, I'm huge on, um, you know, content, whether I, and I just believe content needs to be, um, you know, something that is filtered by the parent. You know, you need to be thinking ahead on what you allow your child to be able to see. Or if you know that somebody's household is not like your household and, and you, you know, they can kind of see what they want to see, then my child won't go over there. You know, so, my child, and, and I think that goes back to, you know, the whole cyberbullying thing because it has a lot to do with, you know, not saying no and putting your foot down and saying, you know, I'm going to hold on to this. Uh, I'm, you're going to turn this in at this hour. You're not going to sleep with a phone. You're not going to have a phone by your night. Come on, uh oh, you're you bringing up thoughts you're of, gonna, it's going to uh -oh. be, you know, 30 minutes of this. And, and then even like, what are yeah. the, what are the, the apps that you're loading up? You know, because I was yep. having a conversation yesterday with some ladies yep. and I, and one of them mentioned that, you know, she just went on YouTube and pulled up a video that her young kids like to watch, but the commercials that were showing between that, she was like, why are they showing these? And I said, Oh, you wonder why I said, it's because money. Cause these people want to make money and they don't care about what imagery they use yep. to make money. Yep. They just want to make money. Yep. And so they're not thinking about the morale of your child and the well-being of your child and the mental state of your child. So that is your responsibility, which brings us to with the cyberbullying. Guys, if you're going to let your middle schooler have a phone, you have to set parameters on knowing, you know, and I'm just being real. You may say, oh, you know, they're supposed to have privacy. Privacy. That is something that you give. That's an earned thing. That's like trust. You know, we say trust is earned. The, the privacy that a child gets should be something that is gradually dished out. You can't just say, OK, I'm just going to give you this phone and you have full. Free. I know how yep. I was when I got my first yep. little Nokia flip phone when I was in college. Yep. I was like, oh, I can just go, oh, you know, and I mean, then I got a bill and I was like, oh, I can't just call that much. 
and I had to pay the bill. <laughs> so my point is, is that anyone who's given no borders is going to go outside of, you know, the border. If you don't, you know, define it and then have certain things that help that person to stay within it. Like in my case, it was the bill, the statement that I got. And for your child, it is, all right, you have a phone, but you can only call me, your dad, or so-and-so for emergencies. Or you can only talk to these certain people. And if you're going to let them get on Facebook or have an account where they're now exposed to the public or their friends or they're using all of these chat rooms and all these things, you need to know what they're on. First of all, they don't need to be on everything. Then if, if you allow them to be on something... You need to make up your mind that you are going to have one, too, so that you can jump on there. They don't need to be on anything that you don't have. I know Camille don't like that. She's still, you know, Mama, you on Snapchat? I'm on it. I'm there. She's 25. You know why? Because, no, uh, I, well, okay, see, it's see, different. This is good. But, I, okay, we're not going to talk about the That's twins. right. That's so right. let's stick with the young people. Let's yeah. stick with the young it people. Is another, it's another phase. We're going to go toe-to-toe when we start talking about the adult life because there's still, you know, a part of, I think, every parent. Parenting never stops. I'm always going to be mother. I'm always. It's just another phase of parenting. But she still knows me as my standard is the same. You know, when I get on a social media platform, you're going to still see the same mama because you never know what phase of life your child's going to end up being on. And when they see you, it may be a constant reminder that, you know what, man, she's the one thing or he's the one thing in my life that has been consistent. Whereas my friendships, my jobs and all these other things have been inconsistent. So I'm big on parents having social media and being there. And, and because that's something that your child gravitates towards or your young adult. But going back to the bullying piece, I think it's because those things are not being monitored that children are just getting out of line. And of course, you know, so you so can't Chris, monitor Chris, whatever Chris, household let, is let's put let's put it out there, all right, because we, this isn't meant to be um sugarcoated. When it comes to cyberbullying, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the parents' faults, right? And and well, y'all why do you say it's the parents' fault? It's the parents' fault because they're the ones who are paying the bill on the social media. So let's take it back to so the uh, mean, uh, the mean child. So I think what you oh, let's say both. Like, babe. Let's well, say both. Okay. But let's talk about the one that is is also being bullied. Right. If I am active in my child's life and I'm at how many parents out there actually monitor their children's phones? So here, I wish I, I wish think, this tool. I, I think there's some parents. That do I think it. there's some. Notice you said some. You didn't even you didn't even flow to or fall to. Oh, the majority of parents do. Because we both know they don't. Right. Most parents don't do that. They they just they're not actively be, involved. Well, I so, think they just let it be like a thing so that their child can kind of be out the way. I'm gonna be real. It's like, oh, they're in their world, or they're in their room on their phone, or they're doing this, and and then what it does is, and I'm just telling you, you know, the interaction that you need to be having with that child so that you can get in that mind and find out what they're talking about, who their friends are has now been substituted with a phone or a group of friends on a, in a chat room. And if you don't know what's going on in that world, because again, you either need to be on it, have a, have a social media thing. I just don't think that any child should have their own social media site where the parent is not able to access it. So, you need to so, have, yeah, so here, here's it, something. Yo, 
What are y'all if think? I, if, do y'all agree I, I, I want to know. Yeah, Tell I mean, me what, what you think? What What do you think? Chime in. <laughs> um, here's what I'm getting at. School systems aren't to blame. School systems don't pay for cell phone bills. School systems don't pay for cell phones. School systems can support, but I am so tired of school right. systems always getting the blame. No, it's not the school's fault. No, it's, it, it, it's so, and the child that's, again, I, I just bring it back to, I say parents wake up because when I think about the mindset of kids, like we all know, I mean, I can remember Gary Jones and them when I was in sixth and seventh grade, you out there that they used to call, you know, use Jimmy Dot, you know, they were talking about, hey, making fun of acting. I'll be real. I can remember these things, you know, just like it was yesterday because it didn't make me feel good, you know, but then later on, those are the same boys you find out later. It was because they thought you were cute, but then they, at that time, their hormones were saying tease. So that's, that was kind of where they were. And I look back and I'm like, you know, man, now, instead of that stuff being face to face, they put it on a computer and then they put pictures and they, they taunt and they do all of these things. And again, the parent of the one who, if you know that you have a child that has a sarcastic mouth and tends to be a little, you got to go in and you got to figure out, are they disrespecting? You know, because we always challenge how you interact. Like there's no such thing as, oh, that's just my friend, so, how I talk to him. You know, I think that that's what has to be addressed too. So, you know what I mean? You don't know what I mean? I do. Um, I think <laughs> I do. And and I agree. Okay. You, you have to, you have to monitor what's going on in your child's life. And like uh, Crystal was saying, I think a lot of parents use the phone as a get out of jail free card. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it can't be like that. There are several documents out there on the web where you can have your child basically sign a, sign a contract on using a cell phone, what, what, the, what the terms of that agreement are. Our daughter couldn't sleep with the cell phone in her room at night. Y'all, this was 10 years ago, 12, 12 13 years ago. We didn't allow it. And we didn't care that she got mad. Yeah, would she try to sneak in our room at night and steal the phone? Mm -hmm. Would we know sometimes when she'd be at our dresser and she thinking we're both asleep and she's looking at the text messages and I'm just looking at her? I'm just looking at her while she in the dark looking at her phone. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, y'all, that you have to be actively involved, intentional with your children on whether they're the bully or the one being bullied. So here is my thing, Chris. Here's what I'm saying. I'm going to put it like this, and I'm going to put it in terms of major. Say somebody is cyberbullying major. He's 15 years old. He's being cyberbullied. What would Marcus, the parent, do in another, you know, 10 years? What would I do? One, if major was the one being bullied, I would, me and Chris would, we, we would probably already know what's going on. We would have some, something's going on, right? Um, so y'all, oh my gosh, Chris, Chris Garza just said something and y'all, I, 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 this is posted. I want y'all to take a second to read it, but y'all, here's what I'm getting at. 
If Major, my son, was getting cyberbullied, Chris, me and you would already have some semblance of what is going on. Why? Because we're going to be receiving every text message that he has. Well, his, well, Marcus, there's cloaking software that these kids use now. Y'all, it is my job as a parent to stay ahead of the cloaking software. Why? You let me tell you what we would do with Camille. Uh, Camille, guess what? Part of the policy, if you have a mobile phone, I can snatch that phone anytime I want to and start looking at text messages. My daughter knew. We did not care how she felt. It was my phone. And if she ever had any inkling of, oh, well, dad, it's my phone. Oh, no, 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 babe. I ain't going to sit up and argue with you. I would go to AT&T.com, boop, boop, log in password, boop, boop, shut down her phone. <laughs> she loves that stuff. She loved me, though. I love my daughter. <laughs> you know why? Because I was in her business. We don't have enough parents in our children's business. And, and with love. I know he sounds real Oh, intense. y'all, yeah, I'm intense, but he my says, daughter knows I love yeah, her to death. so he wasn't like, you know, barking No, 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 no. Her, her it was tree. funny. It was funny. Now, now before I... It was funny, y'all. We would make fun. She she hated it sometimes, but we made light of it, but she knew we didn't play. And we were actively involved in her social media at that time as it was just coming on the scene. But, but sweetheart, what's going on today is so diabolical. When you look at some of these kids and some of the cases in court where you have these kids that are being cyber bullied and the kids are telling them, the bullies are telling them, man, just go kill yourself. But see, again, who the, who, who, I don't, I know you, let me say this, calm down. Uh, but no, 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 I'm good, calm babe. Right. I'm just tired you of this. Were, you addressed a lot with the phone and the device, and you said a lot with that. My purpose for being on here, the reason, what I'm passionate about is the mental state of mind of the child. Um, and the fact that we have parents that are not concerned about the mental state of mind, the moral expression of their children, that they're not really concerned about getting in their hearts and finding out how they think about certain things. They're not asking them questions about how they feel about certain things that are oh, going yeah. on in the world. Oh, yeah. What yeah. makes them angry? What makes them sad? What would makes them what makes them happy? What would they, what do they think is a negative statement to say? And a lot of it is because they're seeing a lot of things that are bad examples in their household, maybe from interaction with the parent, with another parent, or yep. maybe the type of, of, of yep. media that that parent allows to, you know, be in the home. Because, you know, we believe that you know, what you watch, it sets a, a climate in Agreed. your household. Agreed. So if you're watching a lot of things where, you know, people are tormenting each other and they're saying these things and they're being disrespectful to each other. And then the, the child is in the room and you let them see this adult behavior. And then you don't have a discussion about, you know, the, the, the ramifications of making these negative choices, talking to people in this way in real life. And you don't get in their mind and say, you know, I would never say that to so-and-so because when you say bad things, what it does is your words do hurt. You know, yeah. words can harm. There's no sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never harm you. No, words hurt. And we don't take time to get in those little minds and to put some values in there. You know, so if you're a parent, you know, you're off and on with bringing your child to church or you don't have a good place where they can learn values outside of the home and in. So your home 
is supposed to be the place, the number one place where they learn right from wrong. Let me just say that. Your home is supposed to be the number one place where they learn right from wrong. So stop expecting it from the public school. Stop expecting it from the private school. Stop expecting it from your local church because your home is supposed to be the number one place where your child does role play with you, where they learn how to be respectful, when they learn how to look people in the eyes, when they learn yes, sir, and no, ma'am, and yes, ma'am, and, and, and then even to be respectful to their peer, when they learn to say, excuse me, to each other. You know, this is an hour where people, children just think, oh, that's just my friend, and you can just talk to them any kind of way. Stop making that you know, like a thing that your child thinks that they can sure. do. Because I, I work with children. I'm with kids all day long. So I know when I see how they interact with each other, I'm challenging teenagers. So, you can't talk like that to that one. So, so, babe, this is what I'm getting at, though. A lot of people don't know how to handle the cyberbullying. So I want to I give you a view into our home and how we would handle that. And if you're not doing it, start doing it. What do you mean? If so, so, so I just said if Major was 15 or 16 years old, he has his Samsung Note 20. He doesn't have an iPhone because they're whack, right? They don't have battery, and I need him to have active Somebody battery. Somebody comment now because then he's right. starting to get real touchy. <laughs> Y'all yeah. just kidding. iPhones are great. Apple, love you. All right, my wife and my daughter use it, but I'm a Samsung Note. I'm a Samsung Note guy. <laughs> so my point is, how would we manage that, right? One, we would be so actively involved in Major's life, we would see things coming because we're going to be asking the tough questions of our son all the time. We do it now. Major, how was your day? So who's your friends, Major? Who do you, who do you like at school? Why do you like them? What's their names? We're asking these questions now. So when he's 15, he knows that it's just standard operating procedure in oh, the home's household. Well, and that, you know what, maybe they're, and I know a lot of times when they turn 13, 14, 15, how was your day? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's do a quick role play <laughs> on how we, how we roll in the home's household when we're dealt with that. So I'm going to be um, 16 year old major. All right, 16 years, all right, got some hair, right? Got got some really nice, curly, deep, wavy hair. All right. I'm 16. And I want you to, I want you to be the mom in 10 years. All right, so ask me how my day is. Since I still look the same. Major, how was your day? It was fine. What do you mean by fine? Mom, it was what, fine. What, I mean what was so good about it? It, it was a good day. Mom, I mean what did you do? I had lunch. Hung out with my friends. Who did you hang out with? Mom, why does it matter? I just, oh, and then you're supposed to say, you don't know them. You don't know their names. But mom, you don't know them. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, I, I, you I don't just want to know. Well, just give me a name. I mean, it, since I don't know them, just who, you know, who. Again, you, you'll never interact with them, mom. Why does it matter? <laughs> why does it matter, mom? Negro, please, because I'm your mom. <laughs> then that's so, when I do this. See, now y'all say because I said so, and because I asked, who is your friend? <laughs> and then he'll give in. <laughs> so, so my dad. Oh, and Chris. I mean, y'all. Uh, Chris just lit us up with another comment. All right, and uh, 
Sorry, I said Nick. Wow. But, you know. So y'all, so see, I need I need y'all to read this kind of uh commentary that Chris is leaving because this is real world, right? Y'all, and then here's something I want you to do. Now, Dad, I'm gonna get to your comment oh in just gosh. a second. But here's what I'm saying is we did not play. And my parents know this, right? Because they would be on the phone or they'd be in the house, and we just we didn't we didn't play that. So major, major is not is being combative. He's really kind of being a little. Um, I come against him. He's not. He's not. No, no. I'm saying. I'm name. saying. Ten years from now. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. Just ten, Just play. Work with me, babe. So <laughs> ten years from now, do you do you see how we're not stopping right. there? Right. We're going to press the issue. Right. And how we get him to do that is one. Major, are you trying to hide something? Your friends, if we don't know who they are, there must be something wrong. Well, well and, I, and I'll say this. It really doesn't get to that place at 16 if you do what you're supposed to do before. Because Camille, Camille was, we knew who her friends were. We knew who she hung out with even in 15, at 15 and 16. And we knew the names of the people that were in some of her classes, even though we didn't see them because when she would tell us stories, she said their names. I mean, she knew we weren't going to. And like if we were somewhere in public with them, she could say they're so and so, you know, that, that I was talking yeah, about. It, so but I think yeah. I think they're not going to be as hard with that of telling you um, if you start early saying, oh, who are your friends? Because like right now, you know, major things that friends are just people you go to school with, like all my friends in class because they say that. But, you know, as he gets older, he'll be able to differentiate my associates, the people that are in my class from the ones that I go and hang out with or my parents connect with the parents right. and we get together, you know, which. So, 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 okay. Back to what the role play we were doing. We don't stop when it was Camille. And again, this is 11 years ago. So we're going to be even more acute in how we work with major, right? Is we didn't stop at, oh, everything's fine. We would, y'all, I'm just, y'all, can I be straight up honest with you? We would read through journals. Well. No, 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 no. Babe, I pray. Well, I pr No, stop, babe. Okay. This is real. Well, this no, is real, I'm babe. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Now, now again, y'all, I'm being absolutely honest with you. I pray that if there are certain things going on, see, baby, this is why our viewing audience has got to have the full transparency of how we parented to understand okay. that sometimes. But, but, so but, let but, me finish. No, okay. let me finish. No, I okay. got you. Babe. No, no, I'm okay. I'm right. so so you're going to get a chance to 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 put that even more in context. OK, but I'm telling my daughter when she listens to this, that I need you to go through your children's journals. If you feel or sense something is wrong. Right. Not not if not in, in, in y'all. I need you to understand this. You call that an invasion of privacy. I call it that we're investigating how our children are doing. And if it's nothing wrong and, and it goes back to my wife and how we handle social media. So let me get tell you how me and my wife handle social media so you can see how we deal with it with our kids. And I'll give you a prime example. My wife has access to all my phones. I have access to all her computer, all her digital stuff, all, all that. 
We have no locks and, and all that. My wife can access my social media now and I never have a problem with it. Vice versa, it's the same. However, there are times when I've made my wife mad. Yes, y'all, me. I've made my wife mad. <laughs> Go figure. I mean, me. I've made her mad. And she might have text messaged one of her best friends and said, this dude is getting on my nerves. And if I'm going through her text messages looking for a picture or looking for something. And I see that come across the screen, her friend's response. It's not my job to sit up and then take it back to my wife. I ignore it and move on. Why? Because that is an invasion of it. it if she's trusting me to go through her to have access to her phone, there are certain conversations that outside of her cheating on me, I don't I don't need to have any any access to. I need to just disregard it and move on. That's how we handle social media in this house. Now, the same if she sees that she's made me mad and I text message one of my boys and like my accountability partners, man, I sure am mad at Crystal. It's not her job to then come and confront me with that. That conversation was between me and that person. And if she sees that, she's mature enough to just kind of disregard it. So I want to put that in context, right? If you you sense something is wrong with your child, I I implore you, who cares about if you if you could save your child's life and you found out that your child was on a pathway to suicide because you read their journals, do you think at the end of the day, your child, when you've saved their life, is going to care that you read their journal? Right. right. Am I right about that, babe? You can say it again. I'm, I know I'm right. You know why? Because I didn't care. But, y'all, well, no, I let didn't me, care. Let me say this, though, okay, babe. Okay, because you, you, oh, he's so passionate. Tonight. I'm passionate oh, about it today, y'all. I'm passionate about it today. Okay, but I'm passionate but about me, it today. Let me, let me just say this. Yes. Um, I believe in discernment. We both do. You know, I believe that it's a gift from God. I believe that women have been given, we were having this discussion the other day, the instinct to really just see something and see deeper in behind it. You know, like it's almost like that sense where you just like, something's not right. Let me go look behind that door again. And in that case, when you're talking about the journals, you know, I believe that it's a wonderful outlet, especially for girls, you know, and there's some boys that write, they may like to journal, but I say, I know for girls, because, you know, sometimes we just want to be able to get our thoughts out. And first of all, I am huge on teaching your children how to get their thoughts out, that it's okay. Like I believe, you know, the writing and creativity is an outlet for them not to ball up with anger because yep. there are things that go on. You know, everybody is not nice in this world. So you want to guard again. I'm big on I'm I'm the guardian of my child's heart, his his spirit. You know, I'm thinking for him. I'm trying to think ahead. I don't want to just put him in predicaments that where I basically was just like I turned my back on him and I didn't I didn't consider his feelings in these different things. And I think the reason why we have a lot of children that are treating each other the way they are is because that's where somebody dropped the ball. They, they dropped it on that. They didn't consider their feelings because I believe that every child doesn't come into this world wanting to cuss you out, wanting to 
No, that's learned. You, that's learned. That's a learned behavior. So it has to come from somewhere. So, and then if they are angry, they need an outlet to be able to release that, so, whether so, it be so a counselor so or something. I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Prayer. But y'all, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Let my son, let Major Holmes or even a Camille Holmes. Now, Camille was not a bully. But if I had ever found out our daughter was bullying people, y'all, we operate according to the Bible. And all of this, you know, just have Johnny go sit in the corner. Now, Camille would have gotten a spanking. Now, we in the black community, we call them whoopings. I would have told her, look, you don't... <laughs> Y'all, 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 but look, we might get, that's we might get back. No, I no, think that's no, no, a whole nother no. piece. No, that, it's really a whole nother piece. Cause you know, like I hear a lot of men, especially men. I hear a lot of women say no, this. I do. But I know but what I'm about to say. Oh, okay. Right. I've heard you say it. I've heard a lot of men say okay. what, that, that because their mother or their father spanked them, it saved their life. You know what they really mean by that? They mean that they okay. didn't do a lot of dumb things. I'm just gonna use the word dumb. I think it's dumb for you to open your mouth and say, I'm gonna kill somebody. Or it's dumb for you to call someone something just so horrible that you know you, if you wouldn't want somebody to call you that. And when somebody corrects you, that rod or whatever it was, or mom, since you're watching, you, yeah, you, you yeah, used something mom. like this, didn't you? I ain't, we ain't gonna lie Yours now. It might not look like this. It was like a... Was it connected to an iron? <laughs> Mom, I'm just letting you know. But I mean, maybe it was like this. I love it. But you him. know, sometimes you just, but you know, here he okay. is, he's alive, but now he's alive and well, Mom. But my point alive is that it's well. not abuse. What is real, what it really is, is it's saying we are trying to guard you so that when you think about opening up your mouth and putting it on another person, Something in the back of your no, mind says, was the, wait no. a minute. And I'm just saying, not oh, no, just, no, no, not this just is disrespect, good though. No, this just, is good. But, but y'all, let me tell you, no, parameters. no, it's, it's the no. after when I would do stupid stuff. My parents didn't let that slide. I've got straight whoopings. Whoopings were good for me. Right. I'm so glad at the age of 42 that I got whoopings. I didn't have to have that many. Now I, I no, I did. My last whooping came at the age of, I think, like I said, 17 or 18. And I, because I was ditching school and my dad, one thing, y'all, I was probably about the same height as my dad at the age of 17 when I was I senior high school, but it was respect. Okay. So I was going to let him give me that whooping, but I could have, I could have, I could have done something. Ooh. I could have done something, but I, it, I, it comment, was respect. Comment right there. <laughs> uh, but my dad says, but you're such a manageable person now. Yes. Now, Dad, oh, wasn't that a sweet? That was a sweet right. response. So, so here's here's my point, y'all. So, if my son was a bully, which he'll never be, because we don't raise him that way, we're raising him to actually speak up for the people that are being bullied. Major would get jacked up. He would get talked to. He would get social media taken away for a right. very long time. Yeah. He would. We would have a meeting with the parents. Right. That he's cyberbullying right. right. to let them know that he doesn't live in a household right. that supports that. Right. And he would apologize to the person. And y'all, it would be like Armageddon in our house because why? We don't live that way. Why am I so passionate about this, y'all? One, I do leadership coaching and development. I go to schools. I talk about it. But I'm seeing that the world does not realize that sticks and stones do break my bones. Mm -hmm. 
Words may never hurt me. No, words do hurt. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never. No, words hurt. They mean something. They have life to them. When you speak something, it carries life or death. The power of life and death is in your tongue. It's in the words you speak. So my point is that just because it's on social media, that social media carries with it a life or death sentence. So we're teaching our son that if you're going to speak some, speak positive or don't say nothing at all. But Chris, y'all, back to the original question. Is it the school systems or is it the parents fault when it comes to cyberbullying? One, cut your dog on parent. You find out your kid is cyberbullying. Cut every single access to social media off that they have. Get with the school. Unless it's just for you. And you can have phones that only dial to them or dial you Mm -hmm. as a parent. And a few others. Y'all, you have to take a much more proactive role because if they're cyberbullying, it is something that they're seeing at home or 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 in another area of their life that is supporting and facilitating yeah. that in some way, shape, or form. So if your kid is cyberbullying, it, it basically there, speaks there, a behavior. There's a behavior. There's something going on. There's something that's going on. It's like you know, it's like the child that fights all the time or that's always picking a fight. You know, back in the day when we didn't have phones, it was the one that would pick a fight or that always did that. You know, at the root of that is what we have to deal with. And teachers, you know, and counselors, Lord bless them. But I'll say this. I know there's not, especially in middle school. I don't think that a lot of schools have, you know, mediation. And I know this is something you've heard me say for years. I used to say, you know, I remember at my high school in Durham, North Carolina, I remember we had mediation and it was where if a child was caught in a fight or something had happened that there was a, I don't know if the child had to be an eyewitness, I don't remember. Or in my case, I remember one time I didn't see it. I was just brought in and it was almost like I was on the, you know, like on the court stand and basically saying that, you know, I want you to like a jury or something. But I was the person that kind of was in the middle to hear both sides and to give a wise statement of information because a lot of times kids need to hear from the other peers you know we don't do that or that's not right like I know one thing we try to tell major and I say with even with protection on that we say you know and we've always told Camille stand up for what's right when you see someone is being mistreated don't just allow that to happen we live in a society where you see somebody uh vandalizing a car and it's right in your neighborhood or it's a neighbor. You have people that will not call the police that will just go on about their business. They may see a fight going on between a child and an adult and it looks graphic. It doesn't look like it's, it's it's like that parent is is about to do something and they just ignore it. All right. And that's a problem. It it, it absolutely is. And and I guess y'all, what I'm getting at is school systems aren't to be blamed. Yeah, they're just the holding tank for all and this no, 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 see that, And this is what I'm getting so tired of, right? And I talk, and I have a lot of friends that are educators, okay? A lot of friends. going to get in the picture, babe, because oh, you're falling out sorry. of the picture. All right? Okay. A lot of, uh, lots of my friends are educators, um, teachers, um, administrators in the school system, and they get such a bad rap. Why? The school system is not only supposed to educate your child, they're then supposed to correct behavior. They're to be the babysitter, the counselor, the psychologist, the, not the psychiatrist because they can't administer, administer drugs. Right. They're to be everything. They're not supposed to. <laughs> when the bulk of that 
the majority of that outside of educating your child is for the parents. And I'm so tired of inactive parenting placing the blame on a school system. When a school system, especially the public school system, is not designed nor nor has the capacity to do that. Most public schools are already at capacity. You have 24 kids, 30 kids to one, one teacher, and that teacher is supposed to now define character, um, support great behavior, and teach. Yeah. And teach to a standardized test that then they are graded on. So my point is stop blaming the school system, stop blaming teachers and get actively involved with your children. And I say that to myself as well. I'm so sick and tired of it, y'all. We've got to stop blaming teachers. Teachers are there to what? Teach. And hopefully they have some good character right. that the children can model. Right. And hopefully if, if hopefully it's supporting the type of good behavior that the child is seeing at home. But y'all, we've got to check ourselves as parents when we're seeing bad behavior. I'm so tired of it, y'all. The school system are, I have, I have friends that are great teachers get a bad rap. They have parents that will have the unmitigated gall to come up in the school and act as if that teacher is wrong for trying to teach, but wants to send their child home because the child is being a disruption. Mm -hmm. No, they're doing the right thing. Take care of your child. Right. So here's what I'm getting at. And babe, I'm so passionate about it today because one, you're a teacher. And I even see sometimes when you're, sometimes with your piano students, you have a great way of managing behavior. Now, again, it's outside of a school system and you're doing one-on-one, -on -one, but there's a way to do it. But teachers, the school system is not the problem when it comes to cyberbullying. Mm -hmm. Now, they should be supporting initiatives to kill cyberbullying, but they are not to blame. Notice I said cyberbullying. When it's bullying at school, totally different story. But cyberbullying, parents on both sides, when you see your kids are having problems with that, cut off the phone. Mm -hmm. Take the computer away and do some things that can help facilitate and get that child back into a position of, if it's the cyber bully, some humility yeah. and empathy and humanity, yeah. right? And if the person is being bullied, is in a state of feeling, um, that just shows a lack of self-confidence when you are being cyber bullied and you're in your, and it's playing, playing into that. And, and it's, you're feeding it with fear and self-doubt and self-loathing right. and, and eventually suicide. You need to remove any trigger for that social media, the phone. You need to get involved in your, in that child's life. It is now at a state of, it's a state of emergency. Yeah. There were times in our life when Camille was growing up, what she thought was nothing we said state of emergency, we got to get to the bottom of it. Y'all, yeah. we did not care that she didn't think of it as anything. We are, we are her parents. We're her guides. Y'all, for those of you who are saved and you go to a spirit-filled church, we always had this term. Until Camille got the Holy Ghost, we were her Holy Ghost. Amen. Until she came into the knowledge and admonition of Christ and knew how to make good decisions, we were 
her God, we were her God, we were her Christ, because we're supposed to be acting like Christ. So my point is, y'all, I'm passionate about this thing, yeah. and my wife knows it because I'm sick and tired of seeing suicide yeah. that could have been avoided. And and again, I'm not talking about the situation that happened this past week, but I'm talking about what I'm seeing as becoming routine. Cut social media off. Y'all, last point, last point, one of the last points. Chris, it made me hot early this week. It made me hot, Chris. I just had to jump. Made me hot when I think it was, was it somebody from, con somebody, and I think it was either, was it a scientist, a congressman, I can't remember y'all, that said that the that that Apple needs to figure out a way. Um, that just, yeah, there's a power outage. So apologize about that. Just had a power outage. I'm on my mobile hotspot. It is going to me the data seed. Yeah, something, something happened because I'm hearing some fire engines. I don't know what happened, but. Um, the power just went in our in our home. Um, that being said, that being said, um, on this good old conversation, on this good old conversation, we ended on a power outage, which I think is a, been a powerful, powerful mm -hmm. I think session. Parents on both sides of the cyberbullying or that are being bullied. If social media is the issue, cut off the phones. Cut off the phones, y'all. Well, and, and the point you were making when that Take happened away the about, computers. about Apple, you know, I think it's just so important. You know, like you said, if you're if you're a person of faith, if you're if you're raising your child, uh, you know, to fear the Lord, 
Uh, first of all, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of knowledge and wisdom. So if you want to raise a child who doesn't have the, you know, mind to even go off on another person and be disrespectful, maybe start with that, that proverb, you know, just the idea that, you know, fearing, which means to reverence, you know, to realize that, to acknowledge that something is greater than or that something is worth honor, you know, and teaching honor is my other issue. You know, um, I love Pastor Brett Jones, who always says honor up, honor down, honor all around, because honor is not just for the person that's above you, meaning like your boss or your parents. Honor is also for the person that's around you. So exactly. that would be your peer, your classmate, the person that's the same age as you. And it's also for the person that may be maybe you're that's serving you, yep. you know, or teacher, you know, that's in your class. If your child is not learning to honor as early as when they start walking, it's time to learn to honor. Yeah. So I, I just pray for this world that we will wake up and that we'll become a people that honor each other. So, guys, here's the call to action from tonight's broadcast. One, if you have some friends who um, or even in your own household and you know your child's either being bullied or your child is a bully or you don't know. What's going on in your child's life? I challenge you to hey, get Xavier. actively involved. All right. Love you. Challenge you. Love you, Pops. All right, Xavier. All right. And Layla as well. I think they said, oh, okay, it was just Xavier. Well, we love them both. All right. We love Xavier and Layla, um, our niece and nephew. I just want y'all to know this. I challenge you to get actively involved and know it's not going to be an easy conversation. It's not going to be an easy um, pathway there. You know why? Your kids, if you haven't been doing it, they're not going to like it. And I'm telling you, if you have been doing it, your kids aren't going to like it. Mm. Um, but you can't care. I didn't care. I will. I, I was never meant to be. I was never 
put in a position to be my children's friend. We are their parents. We are there because I think they say until age about 21, that 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 frontal lobe that is part of the decision making that that provides decision making capability. It is not formed until they're like 21. So it is very hard for a person under the age of 21 or is it 18? It's somewhere right in there for them to make good decisions. Oh, later for a boy. A, I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then I, and I see it because I did some stupid things. But in the same breath, I challenge you. So the key takeaway, the action item that I want you to take away today is this. One, get involved if, you, if you're if you not. If you are, continue. If the cyberbullying is, is uh, if your child is a cyberbully, cut off their social media, cut off any access they have to the outside world and get them some help. And I say the same thing for the person that is being cyberbullied. Get them some help mm. immediately. Cut them off from social media so that doesn't continue. What does it take? Well, the kids at school are, are spreading rumors about them. If you can, pull them from the school. Do whatever it takes because your child yeah. is important. And yeah. we're seeing that suicide is now becoming yeah. sometimes the only option. Yeah. So I want you to know this, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. You know, sometimes parents say, you know, well, I, you know, hey, life is tough. So, you know, hey, you just gonna have to hang it out and deal with it. But that's not fair. If your child is telling you and they're being open and telling you that there's some problems going on in the school and maybe it's not like we said, the school has contacted, you know, this parent of this child. But this child seems to still be getting away with things. Then it is your responsibility to find a way to get that child, your child out of that situation. Don't let them have to keep coming back to that. You know, that's, you know, it's just like there's some point on your job. If somebody was harassing you and it got to the point where it was harassment, you would file a case and then you would expect to have some type of representation or else you're out of there. And so you have to be your child's advocate. And, you know, I just wanted to thank uh, Chris Garza for this. If you all get a chance to read, you know, this comment, you know, my heart goes out to this family, um, you know, with this young lady that that took her life, you know, one of your neighbors. And my heart goes out because that is just, you know, it's it's a sad example of what can go on behind closed doors and how a child can be going through something and not share it. You know, or or you don't even know what's going on in their world. This young lady being with someone that she didn't need to be with, you know, I mean, from from there and then leading on and on, you know, and, and I can remember when I was in school and I thank God that this young lady is still here because she's a dear friend of mine. But there was a situation that happened where I can remember photos being taken and something being spread all over the school that could have ruined her name. You know, it, it did put a dent on her. And I thank God. I just look back now and I'm like, my God, that could have been her because it was a similar thing with someone saying, I'm just going to take a picture and I'm just going to do something that's just that's going to ruin her reputation. And I just, you know, it's horrible to know that, you know, your daughter or your son could be, you know, dealing with something hurting, you know, and you don't know because maybe you're too busy, you know, you schedule talk time. And I think that's one, one thing that we hey. made. Oh, I, I 
that we I y'all I'm just letting you know. Call to action. Call to action. The call to action is this. Get become or stay actively involved in your child's life. This book right here, this was not even a book that was like a, a bestseller or was in the in, in a bookstore. And I was like, oh, you know, I've got to get that because somebody highly recommended it. I just happened to be out. And it was like God said, you need to get this. I got this book. I remember me, you. Hey, give them, put it oh, up to the screen and kind of just let it, let it Josh show. McDowell's Family Devotions. Okay. And it's been several years ago, but I can still remember that what was really nice about this book is that right from the very beginning, there was a story. So the way he does it is there's stories. And what the story does is it allows you to tell a scenario of something that happened, something that may have gone on. And then based on that, it has a discussion. You know, should a person listen to lyrics that go against his or her beliefs? Why or why not? How can a person know what's right or wrong? So what you're doing is you're you're creating dialogue about moral clarity, understanding what a child might be thinking, or in our case, what a teenager was thinking, because we did these when Camille was maybe about 16, 17, 18 years old. We're hanging around the table. And I think Andre was in on that one, too, because the two of them, you know, we had we had healthy dialogue. Sometimes they didn't agree with what was said. But the way that it's done is it's short. So, I mean, I think maybe this would be a good one. They're not long. It was just like one page, a little story. And then at the bottom of it, it had the, the discussion. And then you could get together and pray together because, you know, family that prays together. But it, it, you know, whatever you need to do to get in those heads, to find out what those hearts are thinking so that you know what to pray about, you know what to discuss, you know what like, is it gives you like this unsettled feeling because you heard an answer that you didn't expect to come out of your Christian son or daughter. Or, you, you know, you're like, why are they thinking that way? You need to probe in. You can't just expect it to happen through osmosis. It's not going to happen. You have to get in there and find out what they're thinking. So, Agreed. Um, Howard White, I don't know what's wrong with our platform. I think when the power went out and that did that little glitch, Howard White is saying, he said, become the parent that all your friends know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love that statement because that's what we were. All right. Y'all, I, and I have to be straight up honest with you, straight up transparent, because that's the only way to deliver this the best way I can and the best way I know how. We were very careful about who we let our daughter spend the night at, um, whose house we let our daughter spend the night at. So there were some houses she didn't spend the night at. And we didn't care yeah. what the parents thought. We didn't care what she thought. Yeah. We didn't care. So, but I will tell you this, all the ladies that spent the night at our house, let me be very clear. Most of the time I'd go see a movie. I didn't want to be around. One, I wanted to let that parent of the daughter know, the parents of the daughter know, you don't have to worry. I'm going to the movies. I'm going out. I didn't, I didn't like hanging around. Why? 
I don't ever want to give the the even the the imagery that I'm going to hang around a bunch of girls. But we were actively involved and all of her friends knew me. They knew Crystal. A lot of them confided in us because they knew that there was a certain level of respect that Camille gave us that they, they saw. They saw that we loved her, but they saw that we had parameters. So, y'all, I'm just being straight up honest with you. Y'all, this topic I am passionate about. Chris, I hate to hear that about um, that young lady who was your neighbor. But y'all, that is real. And it's because, y'all, do you see where I'm going? How, how it just takes that small chink in the family armor, that small little rift, that small dent in the family armor, the family structure, the family priority system. And here you go. So y'all are probably, and my daughter will see this broadcast, but she knows we never intruded on her privacy until we needed to. Yeah. We didn't go freely looking through her stuff like journals and personal notes and this or that, unless we felt the need to. Right. And there are things that we saw in those journals that are were her business, and we may have seen them and we blotted them out from memory. We'll never bring them to her because it was none of our business. We were just looking for the stuff that we knew could lead to suicide or lead to something very bad happening. And do I apologize for reading her journals? Absolutely not. Because we hope that when she becomes Absolutely a parent one not. day, you know, that she'll remember this and it wasn't like we boasted on it like yeah you, you we went through your stuff no you don't do that some things you just ponder over between you and your spouse yep because you all need to have a you know if god has allowed you to feel that you need to see something it's not for you to bust the child you know let me just say that that's not always the case because you don't want to lose that child's trust in you and feeling like that they can't talk to you and yep. then they go run off. So I just want to put that out there. So don't be a fool parent, you know, be smart. You have to be wise in how you do what you do. But do I believe that there are times where you need to, you need to handle your business? Absolutely. Do I believe that you need to know the people that your children are talking to? You need to know because, you know, we live in a time now where when they get in middle school and high school, parents just act like they don't need to know you. You know, it's like, oh, so-and-so is over here and you don't know the parent. And I think that was like, that tripped me out because I was. You can't come in my house if I don't know your parents. Yep. I'm just letting you know, if I don't know your parents, you can't come in my house. We have to have a connection and you need to stop doing that. If you're one of those that you just let children just come in your house and you don't know where they're coming from, you don't know their parents, you don't have any type of a sense of what is going on in, the, in this person's world and what their household is like, you need to stop doing that. I, I don't understand that. Straight up. That makes no sense to me. Straight up. And again, that goes back to why children are making choices on how to behave without any type of parental guidance, PG. And then, oh, oh, and Chris, let's be, be, no, and then the next thing you know, you find out 20, 25 years later that your child was molested by that, by the, by the, by one of the parents at the, at, at your friend's house that they used to go to. And you didn't even really know the, know the parent. Y'all, I don't play. I get it from my mom. Yeah. And I don't apologize. I am, 
Did I have friends. Marry? She wasn't married. I have she thought friends. she had a father and it was a boyfriend. And I have had... friends. Yeah. I have friends. <laughs> they my boys. But I talk to them just like this doctor. I don't trust you like that. We boys. I don't trust you like that. Not with my son. Leroy Holmes, Leland Holmes, Max Fonis, Chris Spencer. No, babe, babe. No, I'm no. who else? Who else? Oh, oh y'all, there, there are very few people that can watch my son. Uh, uh, Overnight, like overnight. Oh, I'm talking about overnight. I'm talking, right, about overnight. talking about overnight. And we don't believe in overnight. I'm just going to be straight up honest. Right. We don't believe in that overnight. Now, that being said. And we wouldn't want to put somebody in a position because that's another thing. You put people in very vulnerable positions when you when you say my child is with you staying overnight, et cetera, et cetera. I'm telling you, growing up as a child, I didn't spend the night over a lot of people's house. I think I spent the night over one person's house, one parent in elementary school, one parent in high school, I had to. my entire elementary through high school years. Oh, so but babe, we get we got it. I'm sorry, y'all. We getting back to parenting. How we do it in the Holmes household. Yes. But we back to this cyberbullying. Y'all, call to action. Start getting involved if you're not involved with your kids. I don't care if they're 16 or 17 or 18. As long as they're under your roof, you're paying the bills, mm. you run the show. That's good. I, I know I can't show it, babe. I don't it's something wrong with the platform. Babe, I got okay. it. Just, it's no, just, just it's the platform. It it's not that. you. It's not you. So y'all, I'm gonna read this. Being that the platform, it's not showing, honey. Sweetie, trust me. No, I was just reading it. So trust me, y'all. This is what I'm saying. Matter of fact, I'm going to read it. I wish it would show it again. I think when the little power outage happened, um, it won't let me show comments. But there it is. No. So Chris Garza said the three T's, Marcus, like my dad used to preach. I'll teach you if you want to learn, give <laughs> you my trust and ultimately turn you loose. So it's the teach the trust in the turning you loose. Mm. You violate my trust, we go back to the teaching phase. It's up to you to help earn that trust back. I'll never forget that he drilled it into me daily. That's good. Well, there'd be a, a whole lot more responsible, accountable kids if parents were doing that. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, mm. I better not ever catch an inkling of any one of my kids cyberbullying anybody, bullying anybody. If anything, my kids will be standing up for the one that is being bullied and not allowing it to happen. So I'm just saying this, y'all. Get actively involved. This is your boy, the blended family guy, along with my lovely wife, Crystal Holmes, giving you the transparency that only we can provide. Y'all, yeah, share this. Again. We're going to talk about this again. <laughs> share this broadcast, please. Somebody hopefully can be saved from it. Share and comment. A child, comment on it, share it. Tell people that there's a lot of content on here. We have a YouTube channel. Just type in the Blended Family Guy. Um, we have the six successful ways to become a, a blended family and be successful about it. Guys, I just want you to let you know it's out there. Um, what else? What else? What else? We'll be back next week. This is a weekly episode. Um, we got some good stuff. We're going to be having a few much more uh, prominent guests that we're looking at. And I'm so excited. 
but this is the blended family guy, Crystal Holmes, the woman who all made it possible. I wouldn't be a blended family guy if it wasn't without the blended family. Girl, um, we love you guys. We're trying to be transparent so you can see that we struggled, but you can still make it. All right. You can not only just survive, we want you to thrive in your blended family work, home, family. But you have to be intentional about you have to be intentional about intentional about it. Be a leader in your home. Teach honor. Teach honor. Teach respect. Teach accountability. Teach humanity. Teach that I can disagree with you and still respect your opinion. All right. That being said. I'm about to go have some Lee's chicken and donuts. Uh-uh. Lee's chicken. Sweetheart, you, 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 it's not typing, honey. It's not your fault. It's not you. Okay. I'm trying y'all to, to, to add commentary, but it's, it's not working. I think again, when the power glitch happened. So, um, beautiful episode guys, uh, from, from Chris dad, I'm going to need you to stop typing everything that comes to your mind, like huh stuff. You can't do that. All right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. All right. So let's go, guys. Um, love my parents because they're on and listen to the broadcast. Y'all, we this is y'all. we love y'all. Love my parents. I wouldn't be the man I am today Amen. if it wasn't for them. Thank you. Crystal Lord. wouldn't be the woman she is without her mom and her yeah. grandparents. And I just say so. thank you to um Chris Garza family. Oh, yes, Chris Garza. Thank you for being um, a a family that wants to raise their family to Mm -hmm. honor. And that's what I got out of that. And thank you, uh, mom and dad, for raising your sons to be men of honor and integrity so that they can pass that on to their children. Um, And the world will be a better place because of that. And if we can just duplicate that in this earth, that's our goal in life, you know, is to help people, to help people that are hurting, to not hurt other people. Amen. Ultimately, you're hurting right. your children. Don't right. do that. So y'all, we love y'all. Have a good night. We'll see you next Sunday. Again, share this broadcast. Follow us. Instagram, it's under Marcus A. Holmes. Facebook.com, Marcus A. Holmes. Again, very easy. And I'm going to, well, I can't show you the, here, I'm going to do this, right? Text Family, the word family, F-A-M-I, F-A-M-I-L-Y, to the number, to the number. Um, here we go. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Give me one second, y'all. Text the number, fa- text the word family to the number 240-747-7115. Text family to 240-747-7115 to get an automatic workbook, an automatic download of some content that we created called the six steps to a successful family for immediate download. Or you go to marcushomesgifts.com. You can immediately download six steps to a successful family. Talk to you guys later. We love y'all. Remember, be intentional with your family. Get that strong blend get the strong family going on, get those muscles working, but it's by intent. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you next Sunday. Bye-bye.